Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig along with Jeff once again and we are into the week 12 waiver edition of the podcast. It's crazy. We only have two more weeks left till the playoffs. It's all coming down to this. So now is the time, if you're on your waiver wire, it's time to get handcuffs for your starters if you're going to be in the playoffs. And if you're not going to be in the playoffs, possibly you're fighting for that spot. Spend all of your budget on maybe a potential player here coming up. Absolutely. It's, I mean, there's really not a game changer out there that I see right now. I mean, but... There could be. We just don't know which one this is yet. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's still a. There's few, a potential. A few interesting names out there. Yep. Um, I th- I think the majority of the ones that we were big on already got snatched up last week, but there are a few diamonds in the rough, especially wide receiver. Yep. That could potentially be able to help you out in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to start off talking about a couple of these players. I'm going to bring up Wendell Smallwood as my first player. And the reason for this is injuries to both Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles. We're not really sure the extent of these injuries yet. It, but it doesn't. I think Matthews is going to be out for a few weeks, just from what I've, it, I believe. Sproles, he has a rib injury, and I, st- I mean, he had a couple weeks where he was the main guy, but I still don't picture Sproles as the top running back. There is so Wendell Smallwood, I think, could be potentially. Uh, running back who could change a lot of you know people's fortunes going here to the playoffs. He had a pretty solid game when he actually got the ball this week. He had 13 carries, but he had 48 yards out of it, four catches, 31 yards. So he had 7.9 points, which is you know for coming off the bench being the third guy, that's pretty good. He had 13 carries for 70 yards last week, so that's two straight weeks of 13 carries. I mean, that was with a healthy Matthews and Sproles. Earlier in the year, he got 17 carries for 79 and a touchdown against Pittsburgh. So this he could potentially, you know, be somebody to watch out for here. I would. Yeah, he's got a decent amount of talent, and I mean, the the key term here is opportunity. Yep. If if the top two guys are out and you're the one getting all the carries, yeah. As long as you don't put it on the ground, you probably will end up with a decent amount of points. Yep. And that there's not many potential starting running backs out here. So if you can get one. I think you need to get one. Yeah. Especially and one that we don't know anything about the yet. The great thing about this one, too, is it's a little bit of a stretch because we don't know what's happening with the injuries yeah. right now. But you probably don't have to spend a whole lot of money on this guy to get him. I think this guy's going to be a, a deep sleeper, um, which makes him even more interesting to me. Yep. And people, yeah, he's not, not, not on everybody's radar yet. He wasn't even actually on my radar on my first initial time running through the list here. But then really thought about those injuries and realized, you know, he's gonna they're, they're gonna have to give the ball to somebody, and they've already been they they're, they want to see what they have in him too. Yeah, and and running backs are very difficult to come by, especially if you did weren't able to grab you know the Robert Kelly you know from from yep. last week. So that, that's a very very good one. And then also now it's time to get those handcuffs for your running backs. If you're a Lashawn McCoy owner, he's injured again. You need Mike Gillisley. If Mike Gillisley's out there and you're LeSean McCoy owner, I would spend a lot to get him. Yeah, sure up that that lineup. Because if, for heaven forbid, he ends up having a longer term of an injury, yep. 
Um, Gillisley is you can play him. Yeah, that's just you put him in there, and especially no one else is going to get near as many touches. He has performed pretty. Yeah, he had another seventy some yards this yeah, past week, pretty adequately. Yep. So he's one of those guys that you absolutely need. Um, yeah, he's. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen with McCoy this week, but you need yeah. you need Gillisley. He's only owned in twenty six percent of leagues, which is crazy to me because yeah. all McCoy owners need him. And might as well jump right to the other handcuff. Yep. And this one actually surprised me that he was he's just under just fine. He just dropped below it. Yep. But the Derrick Henry, which everyone loves this guy. Yep. But you know, Demarco Murray's been killing it. But I can't imagine you not having Oof. if you had Henry and for some reason Demarco Murray could not play even for one game in the playoffs. Henry's gonna have a he's gonna be a monster. You would just I, I, take I, I, yourself because that would that would literally be the guy that yep. could win. A playoff. Oh, out of all these players that we'll talk about, Derrick Henry can easily be the the star, yeah. the best player by far. If he, and he might not he might not get extra touches. Nothing might happen to DeMarco Murray. It's just if you do have Murray <laughs> There's no need there's you, no reason not to have yeah, him. Yeah, you have to have that handcuff. It, it makes so no sense. Same way, same way, and he's not even on our list, but um, I don't know how many people own Alfred Morris, but if something happens, oh, he should easy, be, yeah, he should be but definitely. Alfred Alfred Morris is another one. If you do not have him and he's still sitting on the waiver wire, you are out of your mind. Yeah. I mean, you need to get that because if you get the handcuff, especially those big-time running offenses, you're guaranteed a starting running back. You can't have this time of year, you can't lose your starting running back and just be done. Like, I'm in this situation. I have LaShawn McCoy. I do not own Mike Gillisley, and I can't get him because somebody beat me to him. on the. They, they outbid me by about $10, you know, a few, you know, four or five weeks back. And that hurts because <laughs> it hurts. in our league, all backups are pretty much owned. Like, yep. Because running backs are so tough to come by yep. that they're a huge commodity. So wide receivers a little easier to get for us, but those running backs are gold. Yeah, like Alfred Morris, he's still only owned in fourteen percent of leagues. Fourteen percent. I don't understand. But he's that. owned in ours, which I cannot get away from <laughs> this other individual yeah. that has him. And I have easy. So yeah, I don't understand why you would not own him if you're Elliot on Unless he's obviously a, you can't. Like Yeah. <laughs> he's a lottery ticket just yep. sitting on your bench. If you're if you're me, I absolutely would have yeah. him the last few but weeks. But like I talked about uh last show, even if I didn't own Zeke I would rather have Alfred Morris on my bench than I would rather have Jarek McKinnon. Oh, without I, I stashed like, Alfred Morris in my other yeah. league. Like Jarek McKinnon, we know what he is. He's not doing anything. No, he's you don't. You, Alfred Morris becomes a running back one yep. if Easy goes down, even for a game. Yep. And there's a lot of those type of players like that that if they're they're they've yeah. shown what they are and they're not going to do anything. Exactly. You and need those potential lottery say, tickets. I think D'Angelo Williams is hurt at the he's moment, right but he he would be in that conversation yep. if he wasn't. So, you know, any time you're talking about those huge – and we saw it with Ware even. Yep. I, I know that was a different situation because he got hurt – or, you know, Jamal Charles got hurt so early on. But if And we didn't exactly know who was going to pick up the reins right away. But whoever had Ware paid huge dividends, and the Jamal Charles owner that didn't grab his handcuff was crying the entire season. <laughs> yep. That's – I mean, you need those handcuffs. And, yeah, just – those end of the bench players that aren't going to do anything, you don't need them anymore. No, you don't. And let's be honest, the running back situation is really where you can get those handcuffs. You don't have to worry about it with quarterback, and you don't really have to worry about it with wide receiver. So there's no reason not to have one bench spot for your stud running back. Yep. Let's see some other guys, um, other handcuffs. We'll talk about a little bit. Jeremy Langford, he's 31 percent owned. If you're a Jordan Howard owner, get Langford. I mean, yes, 
And, yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out. And we had touched on it uh, the day before when we did our last podcast. But with all the injuries happening to Chicago as well, I think it's going to negatively impact these running backs. Um, but if you have Howard, I have Howard in one of mine. I really like the guy. But Langford is very, very capable. Um, he's going to even steal some carries from him now, especially if they increase the workload. Those guys are going to get banged up. Yep. So he's just one of those guys that you begrudgingly have to get on your bench, <laughs> and I will try as well. But I'm pretty sure he's already owned in our league as well. Yeah, because you're the Howard owner, Yep. and I'm the Langford owner. Oh, you have Langford? Just picked him up the other night. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, see, so that's what I went for. I dropped yep. Jarrett McKinnon, I picked up Langford. Just because I know what McKinnon is. See, it's smart. He's play. I mean, you never know. If I, Howard gets hurt, he's I, playable. I, just, I know what McKinnon is, and there's nothing great about it. Yeah, no. And actually, th- talk about Even if Asiata gets hurt or anything like that, well, McKinnon doesn't get a huge bump. And you get the little news about Adrian Peterson that he might be running, might be cleared to run. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's, you know what? <laughs> Every other player I would call BS. I totally believe I would not, I would not bet against AP. Yeah, he could, you know, you're going to start to hear this little bit of AP news. Well, another interesting one is Sammy Watkins, just because we mentioned IR. Yep. Another guy that they talk about possibly coming back, and guess what? He's only owned in 33%. I keep hearing word that he could possibly play a little bit this week. Yeah. I'd have to see it first, but there's a little bit of talk about that from more than one player on the Bills team. He's a very interesting one because he would be back in time. If he actually got a little bit of playing time now, that means he would be in the full swing of things when yep. you would hit playoffs. Yep. Yeah, he'd get, he can get two weeks under his belt before the playoffs yeah. start. That's... And if you're weak at wide receiver, I would, without a doubt, even you, you know, you're know you getting a very small sample size of what he's going to look like because he's been injured most of the year. But, oh, man, I mean, I'm playing him over the majority of my wide receiver threes unless you're absolutely stacked. Well, and the thing to remember about um, Sam Watkins is he did not have any kind of surgery. This, he's not coming back from a surgery where it's getting, he just he just rested. He rested this injury. There's no surgery. There's nothing coming back from that. Makes it a lot easier to come back from that way. And that, he could be a game changer because that guy he is talented. I actually just picked him up in one of our leagues the other day too. Oh, like I'm, you. you know, that's somebody to watch out for. That he could be a star. You know. He is a star, and he could turn it on here week 14, 15. Some other guys, Deion Lewis just came back from injury. He had 4.9 points in his first game back and actually looked he looked good. Um, James White actually stepped up and looked good too, which he probably felt like he had to. But Deion Lewis, you know, are we going to see what he did last year? Luckily, if you're somebody's owning him, you have a few weeks before playoffs to find that out. If you're a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, don't play Deion Lewis. Don't, you don't need to worry about him. But if you're a playoff team, throw him on your bench too. Another one, um, got, let's see here. Running back-wise, that's pretty much all I have for all the potential running back handcuffs. There's not really that many more out there. You know, well, there's one Is last there one guy more? ahead on there. Um, just because he had interesting numbers the last few oh, weeks, yeah. but yep. Powell. Powell, yep. Uh, he, you know, if you're a Forte owner, there's no reason not to have Powell, but he's actually been doing it without, you know, with Forte playing. Yeah, and Forte's been uh, a beast and just an absolute ball hog. So the fact that he's actually putting up numbers like this is very intriguing to to me. Yep. Because, I mean... He's had double digits two of the last three weeks and actually, you know, pretty good, like 14 and 15 points. Yeah, and we, we know that they absolutely cannot throw the ball right now. No. And Fitzpatrick is going to be starting for them coming up this Sunday. So um, all you Jets fans, you can get really excited. 
don't know about that. <laughs> Wide receiver wise, Devontae Parker. He is forty seven point nine percent owned. We talked about him last week. I think that he just dropped below and that he could be a potential guy. He could, you know, put up some yeah. good scores. And, and he did he it again. His, and he has a breakout game now. Now, so. thirteen catches for two hundred and two yards in touch on the last two games. That is he's looking he's looking good right now. In this week coming up, they're playing against San Francisco, who is Gave up 15 points to Malcolm Mitchell last week, who Malcolm Mitchell had done nothing all year. So Parker could be in for another big game. And he's, to me, he's wide receiver one potential, you know, in the future. But he could come on. You know, end of his second year here, maybe he's figuring it out. It's very possible. Another guy we did, I did have on the list, but then we get some more news about the Bears and Jay Cutler injuries. Cameron Meredith. With Jay Cutler being potentially injured again yeah, I mean, and out. I mean, now, he jumped to the number he is, one. He is the number one, but now I'm a little worried that that might not mean yeah, anything. I completely <laughs> agree with you, but, I mean, being on this list isn't crazy by any means. If you're going to be the number one and um, everyone's banged up in that thing, you're going to yeah. be down, you're going to have to throw the ball. The problem is we don't know who's going to throw yeah, the ball. If, if you're really hurting for wide receiver, that's a guy to look yeah. at. He's going to obviously get some targets. But I'm not, no, by no means am I excited about it. No, I'm, I'm not big on Cam <laughs> Meredith anymore either. That, no. that team just seems like it's going on a, a downward trajectory, and the passing yep. game is going there, is already there. It's yep. hit rock bottom. Well, and some with other news, with the, with the A.J. Green injury, Tyler Boyd, he could step up now and be the number one receiver for the Bengals. He's a rookie. We haven't, you know, we've seen flashes from him, but nothing really yet. But this could be his time to break out. I don't think Brandon LaFell is a great wide receiver. <laughs> and so... I, I don't either. <laughs> He's put up some, you know, decent games. Yep. I That is a very interesting... I don't know who's going to come in and fill that void, like you said. that That's one you're kind of throwing just darts at the wall. Tyler Boyd was supposed to be a bigger part of the offense yep. this year. So now that he's not there and Gio Bernard is not there... That is a lot of throws that need to be caught by someone. Yeah, and he's going to – I mean, Eifert might step up and be the number one pass catcher there. Yeah. But I think Boyd has potential to be the number one wide receiver there. I think Eifert benefits most out of – well, Eifert and Jeremy Jeremy Hill. Um, Isn't that – and guess who's the Eifert owner in our league? (laughs) It's all looking up. It's all looking up. We just just talk about your team. (laughs) It's all looking up, man. Yeah, Boyd is – he's only owned in 5.1% of leagues, but – I mean, he had six catches for 54 yards and a touchdown with Green out. So if that shows anything, when he's when Green's actually out, look what he did there. So Brandon LaFell, he's going to probably do something. He'll have, you know, he had a couple good games earlier in the year where he had those – he had four touchdowns in three games, weeks five, six, and seven. He's done nothing since. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a LaFell supporter. No, but I'm not either. Um, if you're in a real tough spot and you have to stream a guy, he might be someone you look at. Yep. And then another receiver. I talk about him every week, but he's my guy, Tyreek Hill. He he didn't have a he didn't have a great you know week this week. He been he's been better, but he's consistently getting targets now. There and with Macklin hurt, they Tyreek Hill's basically the number one receiver for the Chiefs now. I mean, this was his down week at four for fifty three, but he's consistently in the offense now and. You again? I don't think you're probably starting Tyreek Hill unless you're in a deeper league. But that's a guy to me who has more potential to break out than like a Brandon LaFell. Tyreek Hill has a lot more potential than that. But just another guy in the bottom of the list to try and kind of look at. 
another guy did we, I didn't have listed, but I wouldn't mind bringing up here just with um, the Seattle offense and the way they've been playing is Tyler Lockett. <laughs> I'm kind of I, I yeah. gave up. On I know, and a lot of people have. Yeah. The what I'm thinking about Tyler Lockett is he kind of came on towards the end of last season. That's the reason everyone was so high on him to start this year. He was injured at the beginning of the year. Russell Wilson was injured at the beginning of the year. It just didn't work out. With the way Seattle has turned things on, Russell Wilson's healthy. Maybe we will see Tyler Lockett break out. It's I I would love it because Lockett has a lot of talent. And he's very dangerous when he has the ball in his hands. Yep. The, the thing that worries me is, you know, there's been, what, three weeks now where Russell Wilson has done it's well. true. And in one of those games, yeah, Lockett had three only three catches but 72 yards. Yep. The people who are soaking those up are both Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham has been the real recipient. So I don't have a huge expectation that Lockett is going to make this big jump. And even worse is we're so close to the end of the year that you don't have anything to base it off of. So if he has one big game, you're still going to be worried that it's a This might be more, yeah. I just like that schedule coming up. Tampa, Carolina. Green Bay. Carolina's pass defense hasn't been any good. They're they're turning around yeah. now a little bit, but and I, and I love Lockett. I'm just I, I wouldn't have the confidence let's to just, play him. I wouldn't either, but let's just watch that one. We'll, yeah. we'll revisit Tyler Lockett lat next yeah. week and, and see Wilson what he did. Russell Wilson has been uh, it was night and day his first half compared to <laughs> yeah. his second. So you never know what's going to happen with well, that. And that's for the waiver wire. That's pretty much all there is this week. There's not too much. If you want to go look at some quarterbacks here, if you're streaming quarterbacks and you're still streaming quarterbacks, you haven't found one that you're using all year. There actually is no buys this week, so everybody's playing. But these two guys actually are playing against each other. Both could have potentially good games. And they're Ryan Tannehill, because he's going against San Francisco, who is just giving up points to everybody. And then Colin Kaepernick, who we, we talked about in the last show. He's consistently putting up points every single week, and he's a guy you can still stream. So if you need to stream a quarterback, I think you can go Tannehill or Kaepernick. I think I would lean Kaepernick. Over, over over Tannehill. Tannehill has the better matchup going against San Francisco, but Kaepernick has been good against every matchup. Yeah, he's, he's good points. to give you you know low twenties. Yep. yep. So I think if you if you're in a bad spot where you need somebody, that's where you're yeah. going. But hopefully with no buys this week, that you have one of your starting quarterbacks, you're good to go this yeah. week. You never know. You could you could be in a, a tough spot. Yep. Well, let's let's change gears here, Jeff. And I know. If, I don't know how many people like to hear about other people's fantasy football leagues, but why not? Yeah, I, I think it's good because we, <laughs> we talk a lot about yep. theory and who's good and who do we pick up on the waivers, but yep. a lot of it has to do with the context of the team you're putting together. Yep. So I always like hearing about people's teams and where they need to add and drop and how much money you're going to spend on these auctions. So I think it would be interesting to get into, and we're just going to focus on one of our leagues, yep. and we're going to kind of show – where we have our teams at the moment and um, the moves we've made and then what we're thinking about going into the future because both of us now look like we're going to make the playoffs. Possibly. Possibly. So it's going to be tough. I'm not going to get too he, excited. He has yet. to win out and I'm, You're I'm, in. I'm You're in. in. You're but, in. Um, but we're going to show you who we're going to be targeting and pretty much giving each other the secrets <laughs> to what we think is going <laughs> to hey, be Hey, but we, we can't meet up until the championship at this yeah, point. So, so we're on opposite sides. So it's, Jeff, it'll be okay. So Jeff, you're 8-3. and three. Eight and three. Eight yes. and three. You were eight and two before last week I before was. you played then, a certain five-time champion. Yeah, and then you're Aaron Rodgers and R. I, Kelly. I, I know it really hurts when when we give advice on this podcast <laughs> and it works against me. <laughs> Man, 
I, I, I kept telling you Robert Kelly is going to be, you know. Put some I, I, yeah, I, I remember you saying he was going to go over 100 yards with three teams. And I was I, I was ranking Aaron Rodgers number one before I got yeah. him. I, I mean, I was surprised you were able to get Rodgers this late in the season. Um, yep. But, I mean, it worked out wonderfully. And I know we had touched on it before, but that is one of those mm-hmm. trades you make in order to position yourself for the playoffs, which Craig, I do have to say, does extremely well. Um, so now he got himself – Aaron Rodgers, which is yep. a plug-and-play quarterback no matter who he's playing. Um, so he has that set for the playoffs. And now he has Robert Kelly, which looks like he's going to be the number one back in Washington, which sure their offense so. is clicking. I'll get Robert Kelly to go along with Jay Ajayi. Mm-hmm. Another, and hopefully LeSean McCoy. Yeah, why don't you just run down your team real quick and just do just do who you yep. believe would be the starters. Well, my starters, I got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, so I'm set there every week. My running backs, as long as I got a healthy LaShawn McCoy, I got LaShawn McCoy, I have Jay Ajayi, and I have Robert Kelly, who will probably be my flex, which is a little different for me. I'm, I used, I, I've normally been somebody who uses four receivers, but this year, at the, I mean, I started the year doing my four receiver thing, but it's changed since I made that trade for Rodgers, and I got rid of Brandon Marshall, who I just cut bait with. He's yeah. disappointing. Which, let's, I mean, not to change gears on you, I'll let you get back to your team, but that's an interesting point, is the four wide receiver set well, has really... This year has been very strange with wide receivers in the first place. I personally, I go for the four receivers because I feel like it's an easier lineup to set. I feel like I would rather have three star running backs if I could do it. And that's why I'm very happy I have, still, I can't call Robert Kelly a star, but I want, not yet, but if I can get four or three starting running backs, I want that. Obviously, four, it's easier to get four quality receivers, but then my receivers, I got. Very quality receivers. Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, and then Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is a number three receiver. Is great. Mike yeah, Evans absolutely. is a number. Actually, yeah. I don't even know who my number one. Mike Evans makes my number one. Oh, Evans. I think. Is by oh, far. I think Odell Beckham is my far. number two now. Yeah, and Odell has been up and down. Fitzgerald is one of those guys that's very. And he used to be the giant name, right? And he's still yeah. very recognizable. If, but he's that unsexy pick that helps you win. But if he was my number one or two, I maybe wouldn't like it as much. But that's my number three. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then my tight end, I got Tyler Eifert, who's now looking up with the AJ yeah. Green and Gio Bernard injuries hurt for so long. And and out of out of these uh, the starters you had, yep. how many did you draft, and how many are on your team now from trades or waivers? Well, I drafted McCoy. I actually did draft Jai, but I only drafted Jai because I had Arian Foster, and so kind of lucked into that one. Um, I picked up Robert Kelly just a couple weeks ago. I kept Beckham and Evans. And I drafted Larry Fitzgerald, but I also had him on my team last year. He's just one of my guys. I just traded for Eifert. And then if you go defense, I got the Seahawks defense, who I did draft. So it's an odd. I usually don't keep a defense like that all year. but Yeah, that's extremely odd. It's different. but I, So you I actually kept the Seahawks on your bench the entire year? I haven't. I, and I haven't, did you drop them and pick them back up? I never dropped them, but I haven't played them all the time. I had at one point, I had the Bills defense. I had so um, just hoarding the Jets Seahawks defense, defense another week, you know. And then also, then kicker, eh. no one really cares about kicker. And I actually change it up a lot, but I got um, Hauschka right now from Seattle, who I do like, especially with the way Seattle's offense is turning, turning around right now. And that's pretty much my starters. I don't, my bench, I hope I don't have to go to. I hope those are my be- my starters because my bench, I got like Isaiah Crowell, who helped me earlier in the year, but I don't want to play him anymore. James Starks, those kind of guys. I've taken a flyer on a couple guys like Tyreek Hill. You know, yeah. went for him. It got Jeremy Langford, so you couldn't have him as your handcuff. Yeah. <laughs> Those kind of things. But you bet, yeah. I mean, it's easy to see how you set up your team. Obviously, you went for a, a few of the big names, 
and then after that, you're well, making the trades to get the quarterback you want for the playoffs, and then obviously always finding that premium waiver pickup. Well, and right now, I'll even let you know, Jeff. I don't know. Maybe you can go out and get him, but I might do a little pickup here and pick up Cincinnati defense this week. I don't know. They play Cleveland Week 14, I believe. Yeah, and I'll be, I mean, it's, it's a very good one. I'm going to be looking <laughs> at defenses as well because I don't really need – I don't really need them to perform right now, so I have the I have the you know I mean like the the gift of being able to grab a defense for that playoff position. Yep. So yeah, Cincinnati defense they play Cleveland week fourteen. Maybe I'm just saying this to make you overbid. (laughs) You you don't know. Maybe you you look at it and you want Cincinnati. Throw all my money at it. But maybe it may get you to overbid there. But I do have Seahawks D. My worry about them is they play Green Bay week fourteen at Green Bay, and I have Rodgers. Kind of bet against yourself. Really want that. So maybe I'll pick up Cincinnati. We'll see. Maybe I'm telling the truth. Maybe I'm not. But I can't give you all the secrets. That, but hey, what about your team, Jeff? What do you got? What are you excited about? What are you worried about? I know you have some worries. Oh, I do. My my wide receiving core has changed all year. Um, so I started off, and I had to. I drafted Tom Brady, and then I supplemented him with Jameis Winston, and I did that mostly because I was kind of high on him. But he also they worked out well for bye weeks. So between the two of them, I have been very, very good. I think Jameis Winston early on cost me yep. like one game, but um. Uh, so I have Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, which has been a stud. I paid up the wazoo for him, and then I got a bit lucky. I'll be honest. I kind of went for the two mid guys uh, for running back, not not knowing if I was going to go four wide receiver or three running back. But Melvin Gordon, which obviously has just been brilliant this year. Um, and then I also got Carlos Hyde, which has been very, very good when he has yeah. been uh, when he's been healthy. Yeah. yeah. And then also I took a flyer on Jordan Howard because I, I I just really liked his workout and it was kind of funny. I got him for really cheap because everyone was kind of building him up, and then he kind of had a poor preseason. Everyone just wrote him off, yep. even though he was on a team with Langford, who is not a running back one to me. So I got him, and he's worked out pretty well. Um, and then this is where my wide receivers immediately. Uh, Keenan Allen goes down um, with a knee injury, so I lose him for the year. He's supposed to be my number two. Um, Elshon has been <laughs> underperforming, and now he's suspended. Well, then you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, and so the last <laughs> guy, and Allen Roberts, uh, Robinson, who was underperforming as well, now he's doing well. But I actually traded him away in a big trade in order to get Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas. Um, so, so those two are going to be my starters. So and then I get in this really weird What are you going to do here? What are you going to – you actually have some interesting decisions. Because I'm happy I don't have any decisions. You're, you're obviously you're, – you're, Jordan Howard's going to your bench, isn't he? Jordan Howard would go to my bench. So you're gonna my start starting Hyde, lineup in right? theory will be Tom Brady, Easy, Gordon Hyde. Now what are you doing for that third receiver? Is it Marvin Jones or is it Devontae Adams? See, that's, that's an interesting one. That is going to be the, the – I think it's Devontae Adams. I, right now it is Devontae Adams. It's going to be week by week. Yeah. Um, that – I'm – I'm not even sold that it's going to be that. It might be the flavor of the week off the waiver wire. Because, I mean, really, Marvin Jones hasn't showed me anything. I I can't start him in good conscience. Devontae Adams has been solid. Even last game, if you got me four points and you're my third wide receiver, at least I can stomach that. If we're looking here, right now nothing matters until week 14 for you. You're in the playoffs. Absolutely. You're, you're, it doesn't matter what, if you, where you finish right now, if you're the one seed or the two seed, you play the same team. So you, you don't you don't exactly. Matter. So you have week fourteen. Devonte Adams plays against Seattle. Marvin Jones plays against Chicago. Chicago. Are you, you might have to start Marvin Jones there, but you're not going to be Ooh. excited about it, are you? No, see, yeah, I'm not excited about it. that. That is going to be an insanely tough call, and that's why I say. Or do you go Kenny Britt against Atlanta? Yeah, I have Kenny Britt on my bench. 
You um, like Kenny Britt against Atlanta there? I mean, I'd like him the matchup the best, but and Kenny Britt has been good. I mean, I'm kind of I've been a very like pro Britt guy, um, just because I feel like he can get you points. And you looked at his, even the last three weeks, 11-11-4. Um, so, you know, wide receiver three type production. But that's why I'm not even sold on this. I, I'm still thinking my last two weeks I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be combing the waiver wire, hoping I get. And, you know, we had talked about it, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. That's somebody you might need to go pick up. Yeah, he's, he's coming around. So I, I might beat I, to I, it. Yeah, I might add a couple of guys that I like their matchups in week 14. Um 14, 15, and then you, I just wait on them. Because I, I won't need some of these other guys, right? I'm not going to – Zach Miller ahead on my bench. I'm not going to – he's out. Um, I could really dump, you know, I mean, a, a couple of guys at this point. That I'm, so I'm just loading up for the playoffs. But, but like in our league, Devontae Parker's owned. He, he's not out there in our league. So Yeah, I know. But just, just in theory. <laughs> so do you get maybe, I don't know, Cole Beasley? Go busy? Uh, no, no, I probably would not. I would stick with uh, I would stick with Devonte Adams or someone over Cole but Beasley. If you did notice Cole Beasley is available out there. What? It's a sad day, well, right? I, it was a sad day for you. You had to release him. Yeah. What I did was I went and picked up Tyreek Hill over Cole Beasley just because I felt feel like the potential of Tyreek Hill is more than I know what Cole Beasley is, and I'm, I don't he he is what he is, and I hope I don't need him. Yeah. So I guess that's a good question. Um, getting away from specific teams. Yep. So you are in the driver's seat now, right? So pretty much if you if you win out, you're in the playoffs for yep. sure. If you yep. win one out of two, more than likely you're in. Yeah. So you just can't lose. If you're going against a very solid team next week where you think you're under, if you think they're just a better team, mm-hmm. do you go out and get someone or play people that have higher ceilings even though you know they could – potentially cost you the week or do you play it safe and go those mid-level this guys is, all this is what through? i do i play it safe almost all the time so you just play, i'm, play I'm more numbers? playing it i play it more i mean not complete okay i if you're talking like safe like okay you got cole beasley who's gonna score you seven eight points that's safe or you have somebody like i don't know i don't even know who else right now but might give you three or four might give you ten i don't play like that player but I don't go for those home run type players. Like we've talked about before, Deshaun Jackson. Like he's a good example from years past. I don't play that guy. I don't play like early. I don't play Will Fuller like earlier in the year. I don't play those type of guys. I don't play like running back wise. I see people play backup. I see people play like a Tim Hightower. I like Tim. Like I, don't, I wouldn't play that guy. You're, I'm not never. I'm never making that decision yeah. ever. Like I am. I very safe when it comes to defensive wise too. If like I've told you, I have a Seattle. I've held, held them all year, but I never play them in a bad matchup. I don't care. I I'm safe. I'll go to the waiver wire and I will find somebody with a good matchup every single time. That's I try to those kind of things. Like I think a lot of people overlook like a defensive matchup. They think oh I got my defense. They're good defense. They don't really care about the matchup. You have to look at those matchups. And I look at it every time and I switch it up based off that all the time. And it helps me. Sometimes I get it, does, it hurts, but you know I've done that all year. I've had the Bills defense, I've had the Jets defense, I've had um, a couple other defenses, and then the Seahawks for you know always. You have to watch those matchups, especially these matchups now. Where if you're playing, I mean, you're more likely you're going to run into someone who either is in the playoffs or is you know trying to yep. kick you out of it. So you're playing a, you know at least one of these last two games. You're playing someone you have to beat. 
and those you know few points you can get from the defense. And we don't like to talk about defenses that much because they're very difficult to predict. You know, ahead of time. But honestly, I think a lot of my success the last few years has honestly been defense and kicker. It, it, it's weird. I don't. No, it's very true because you can get a lot of points off of these guys, and it's it's very tough to kind of yeah. throw it out there and tout it because yep. yeah, how, it do you pre- yeah. how do you really predict these what, things? You don't. What I try to do is just give yourself the best chance every time to get the player who's going to score those points. Like I, I always try to look for the best matchup in that way, defense and kicker. Last year, I did. I mean, I had many weeks last year where. I scored almost 30 points combined between those two positions. I wouldn't have won if it wasn't for me. Not my... to put you on the spot, but yep. who who do you think for this week, this upcoming week, who would you say has like the three best who who stands out to you? For this week? Yeah. Defensive wise or what? What we Yeah, doing? sure. Let's do, we'll do three defenses oh, and three kickers. Okay, yep. Well, defense, I like I like Miami this week. They're playing against San Francisco. Like I did talk about Kaepernick as a streamer. That doesn't make – either way, it doesn't matter to me. Kaepernick's going to put up get to put up some points as a streaming quarterback, but he's going to give up points. He's, he might throw a pick. He might fumble. Who knows? Uh, Miami, I like them a lot this week against San Francisco. And they're going to be available in a lot of leagues. Um, not all of them, but they're, they're out there. They're going to be out there for sure. Another one I like this week I think is the Chargers. Chargers playing at Houston. Houston's offense hasn't been great. They've Brock Osweiler is going to throw interceptions. It's going to happen. So Chargers is another one that are probably available in a lot of leagues. They've had they didn't have a great game before the bye against Miami, but before that they were pretty solid. I like them a lot coming up here. And then some other ones. Let's see here if I can find one more possibly. I just know those two off the bat. Um, well, I was going to say I see the. What do you think about someone like, uh, was it, Titans will play Chicago, and then yep. Giants play Cleveland, oh. which are notoriously bad teams, but do either of those interest you? Yeah. Oh, I'm going against Cleveland every time. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, a, that's another one that you like to – I'd like to – that's a good matchup. I, Just pick on yep. the same offense over and over yep. and over. And another one is the Bills. I like the Bills against Jacksonville. The, the Bills were owned a lot more earlier in the year. They're down to, what, 44% owned now? So that's a good one too. There's actually a lot of good matchups this week that I like defensive wise. But if you have, if you're you have one of the top defenses, they just have a bad matchup. Don't play your don't play your defenses against you know the Packers or you yeah. know the Packers haven't been a good team, but they put up those points at the end of the games. Don't play them against the Patriots. Don't play yeah. them against you know those and kind especially of especially this late in the season where you if uh, you know especially if you're if you really have to make the playoffs, I'd much rather drop the guy that you're kind of hoping turns out and if, if you really are dead set on like keeping like if you have the Broncos or Vikings or something yep. um, you know what I mean and you want to keep that have two defenses yep. for a week well like we said the Giants the Giants actually I'm, I have my third ranked defense this week are, are the New York Giants so that's a good one it's oh, that's a really good one because that's a that's a big jump for them but you know that is Cleveland yep um, kicker wise that's always interesting it, yeah, it's I'm hard really, to predict. It's very hard to predict kickers. I was just saying, I'm very well, interested. When you said that, I was like, I have a hard time predicting kickers too because you never know how the offense is going to do. No, kickers are pretty much impossible to predict. So what I try to do there is, if you don't have a kicker, you're maybe you know dead set on. I just try to you know just like you do maybe quarterback pick a kicker with a good matchup with a matchup against a bad defense. Chances are they're going to have opportunities. Um, this week, you know. Don't know. Let's see here. 
maybe like a Graham Gano from Carolina. I, I like I liked Graham Gano last week. He put up 13. He's playing against Oakland, who doesn't have a great defense. He could easily, and they're going to put up a lot of points usually. Yep, that could be the way Carolina's been playing. It could end up being kind of a shootout. That's not a bad option. I kind of like Matt Prater, and it's not because I think the Lions are going to put up huge numbers against the Vikings. It's mainly because I think the Lions are going to get stopped. You know, they're going to, they might move the ball a little bit, but they're not going to get in the end zone, and Prater's going to have to kick field goals. It's that kind of thing. Um, I can see that happening, you know, quite a bit in that game. You know, but those kind of I always look for those good matchups. I don't like to, you know, it's either Minnesota's been okay, but what I think Minnesota does is they score off turnovers and that kind of thing. They don't necessarily completely shut down a defense or an offense. So I think Lions can get there close and, enough to get some. And it's really interesting too because you look at the points and not a whole lot separates the, you know, I mean, Matt Bryant because Atlanta's, you know, offense has been going just yep. bananas is 13 points, I mean, you know, in in this league, is 13 points ahead of the next guy which is Vinatieri. But after that, you have, you know, 10 guys within a, a few points really. So, you know, to your point, it really is all, you know, what kind of opportunities you get, especially if you can kick field goals, which you can't predict. No, but, it's, but like it's, you said, like I know kicker discussion is really, great, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, the thing is, it's another. That's another, but that's another reason people, but people dismiss it so much. But it, you, it's it's a it's part of fantasy football, and just give yourself in the best possible position to score points. You can't guarantee. You don't know what's going to happen. How but. much? How much weight do you put on their say their last three weeks? Oh, I I actually do quite a bit. I, I I look at that a lot. So is it? That's pretty much like your formula. You look at what I look last, at what they've been doing last in their matchup. three and the yep. matchup. Like one guy, like that's what I did. Um, last week, I picked up Brian and McManus. He had been dropped. He had the last few weeks before that he went 12 8 9 9 11 so i'm like okay it's a clear trend this guy's putting up points he put up 13 for me that was just a one-week pickup i dropped oh i had steven hauschka was my kicker before that he was on a bye found mcmanus and did that so and actually mcmanus watched you know pick up him actually he was on a bye last week he was dropped in 26 percent of leagues 26 percent of leagues he was dropped so go pick him up i think he's gonna have a good couple matchups but now i think that's pretty much it our riveting kicker discussion is pretty much over, but you know that's the, I'm telling you that's it doesn't seem to you know people don't want to talk about kickers, but yeah, so it's it's the boring little stuff that'll get no, you. No, but that is points I honestly left. feel like kickers and defenses are one of the main reasons I've had a lot of success. Yeah. And it, I do love to hear people's kind of voodoo reasoning because it's very tough. Like I, you don't really know you know what exactly could happen. Yep. To kickers between you know wind and that's another thing that actually and we saw a ton of missed field goals and if they're going to be playing outside it's one more thing to think about nowadays um, especially with extra points being a little farther away yep. and what we saw last week being crazy oh, yeah. um, I would I would actually kind of look into that as well it's just yep. one one added thing because you're not going to be kicking a 50 yard field goal in you know in yep. a windy stadium now well I think that is it for this episode the waiver edition. We have one more show we'll have out for you this week. But, you know, until then, go to fantasyfootballprofit.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Profit. Make sure you ask us questions. You know, we're starting to get more and more every week. Hopefully giving you some good advice. I think we did pretty well this past week again. But, you know, obviously we're not going to be 100%. But, you know, ask us your questions, especially if you have a trade coming up. If possibly, 
your trade deadline could be today. So if you have a last second trade offer, you know, you need some advice on it, send us a question. We'll get back to you as soon as we can on that. But until then, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>